And now, on with the show. Fuck. Hey, why? Because I said, hang on. Oh, shit. Did you really? Yeah, I thought oh. you just went. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, well, are you ready now? Should we start? I fucking guess start? though. Let's do it. What, what are you working on that you wanted to wait? Huh. I was catching my breath after a coughing fit. Oh, unacceptable. Why were you coughing? Cancer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. I got dark fast. Uh, we're just going to go into it now. Welcome, everybody. Here we go. It's Weekend Watch brought to you by the Three Guys One Up Podcast Network. I am one of your hosts, Spencer. I'm here with Keith. Oh, hey. And David's back. Hey, David. Hi. And joining us this week, we have a very special guest. It's our good friend, Dylan. Hey, three guys, what up? Well, hey, that was How's it cute. going. So we are holding on to that for a while. Nice, <laughs> love it. That's uh, we gotta we gotta bring that back. That should be an every week thing. Every week thing. <laughs> that thing you just did—that's ours now. Yeah, good. <laughs> that's what it was created for. <laughs> you said you made that this? exactly how I coached. I you made say. this. <laughs> Manifest destiny. Uh, anyway, it's Weekend Watch. We're here to talk about some movies. I think it's all movies today. We're talking all movies. Uh, we brought Dylan on this week to be our guest. Uh, a long, long time ago, I asked him uh, what what kind of theme week he wanted to be on, and his first suggestion was musicals. So that's what yeah, we're doing. I don't we're have any uh, style. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. We all love a good musical around here. Right. I mean, it's it's a pretty broad genre. I think we've got a good selection here. It is, and my wife is going to be pretty upset with what we we. You know what? Here. Yeah, I'm going to take gonna back come what in. I said. We've got actually a pretty narrow selection of this broad. <laughs> we genre. went away. We went one direction with it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. And like, there's not a whole lot of not a whole lot of being the very model of a modern major general. Yeah. You know what? Speaking of, because, yeah, Keith said Lauren's going to have something to say. Mystic wanted me to to input that she's very disappointed in none of us picking uh, Les Mis. Yeah. Lauren was, <laughs> that. Lauren was mad about, like, five different... She, she's like, what's streaming right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> Mamma Mia. You could have picked this. You could have picked this. Yep. So we're going to have to do another High School Musical, musical. episode. And, and... She was mad. She was mad about High School Musical. Yeah, because... Right? Any one of us are going to actually pick High School Musical. I told okay, her all of these, all of these picks this week are very much through the lens of of millennial men. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I do love musical, but I mean, we've we've uh, picked Hamilton. I picked Hamilton in the past. Like, um, I think there's been at least a couple musical picks in there. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's get some more. We've got six more to dive into. So uh, why don't we jump right in? Uh, I'm going to start, I guess. Because, yeah, because this is Fine. my show. Uh, my, fir- my pick, my only pick this week, since we have a guest, is Repo, the genetic opera. 
Uh, in the mid 21st century, an epidemic of organ failures leads to the rise of GeneCo, a company providing transplants at a great price. Those who miss their payments become targets of GeneCo mercenaries who repossess the organs. In a world of drug addiction and legalized murder, a sheltered youth seeks a cure for her rare disease, as well as information about her family's mysterious history. Her questions are answered at the genetic opera. Uh, man, what a out there movie. This was uh, kind of a wild ride. Uh, this was, I had never really been big into musicals and Laura introduced me to this when we first started dating and I, I can't get enough of it. I love it so much. Everything from the, the cast, uh, my favorite horror actor, Bill Mosley plays a big role. Um, Paul Sorvino's in it. Paris Hilton has a great role. I thought, um, and the music itself is just fantastic. Uh, directed by Darren Boozman. What did you guys think? I absolutely love this movie. Um, I had heard about it and then I watched it and realized how extremely dark and like horrific the story is. And it's yeah. wonderful. Um, plus, you know, you have Alexa Pena Vega who came off of like um, spy kids as she's in this. And you're like, wait a minute. She's actually more than just a kid actor. That's cool. <laughs> How? Okay. So let's see. 88 to 08. She would have been 20. Okay. I was only, okay. So yeah, she's only a year younger than me. I don't feel bad then. <laughs> you guys know that. Right. That one took a minute. Everyone was like, we're going to for a second. I was just like, oh, was like ah, what, what should what we say? <laughs> it's okay. You can admit your feelings. She was an adult. Still she is our age. In fact, she might be she, older than Dylan. She is. <laughs> anyway, keep going so that I don't feel too bad. Spencer's a bad. Hey, don't whisper things. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Did... I'll have a I'll have a hot take. I, I fucking hated this movie. Did I, you really? Yeah. <laughs> did not did not enjoy it. I don't know. Like uh I thought the singing was awful and, and I don't know. It was, it just, it didn't hit any of the right places for me, but I don't know. That's just my, I, I it has a great review. Like I was, uh, it's, audience score of 73%. That's really not bad. The, the you're on the, on the critic side. Are you at 40%? Yeah. I, I guess I lean more towards what they, they saw. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Like you guys are talking about, a much different experience than I, <laughs> I kind of thought it was like uh payback for Shadas. Wow, I, I thought <laughs> I unironically love this movie and man, I hated right. Shadas. David, did you watch it? Um, you know what? I didn't have time this week to to get this one, but this is something that's been in like the peripheral of my uh awareness for a good long time i have very vivid memories of walking through blockbuster and seeing this on the shelf you know that that uh the cover of that dude in the hazmat suit so and and i'm like a little bit i mean very intrigued you said paris hilton is good in this yeah and it's like yeah what? No, she's not. i thought she got a she, got a bad <laughs> she is good at what she does best yes. which is be a horrible actor yeah 
Like Come it's on. the perfect Paris Hilton role. Let, you know, let's qualify that. Agreed. It's tied with House of Wax. Yeah, I'll I I'm I'm very curious still, so I'm I'm still gonna give it a watch, but yeah, unfortunately I missed it this week. I'll make you watch it with me, David. There you go. Okay. It's fun. It's a fun movie. Keith's wrong. <laughs> we'll of course see. Jesus would look down on some horror flicks like that. <laughs> I gave you those oh, organs. Right. You can't sell them. Well, if you're in for a for a, a macabre musical, check it out. It's Repo the Genetic Opera. It's currently streaming on Prime. All right, let's move on. Dylan, what's your first musical pick this week? So I'm gonna go with the absolute classic of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Good start. Um, you know, we all have seen that movie quite a few times together in various forms of drag and costume. So, you know, lots of fond memory looking at your junk. Um, I've seen it with a shadow cast um, at the Guild, which was super awesome. Um, totally different sort of experience. One, just seeing it in a theater. Two, seeing it with a shadow cast. They're, like, they're individually awesome. People throwing, you know, rice or whatever's not the best when you have a fro because shit just gets stuck in your hair. Yeah. So <laughs> that's not the best, but um, it, it's really awesome. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. You know, that's one. Okay. So I have never been to a screening of it simply because for the most part, it's one of those things where I love the movie, but hate the fans. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things that has such a cult following that, it, it brings out the worst people. And you I know, don't that feel is, with that. Is true. Uh, I did see this with my grandma in San Francisco in a small theater out there. And it was fucking amazing. People <laughs> like opening up umbrellas when it's raining and like, sh- like shooting squirt guns in the air. So it's like yeah. raining on every- Like It was, it was a fucking yeah. incredible experience. We had a blast. I saw it at the guild. Um, I don't even know how many years ago it was. It was a good time. I definitely it, and it is that it's it's that every time. And I, I it's it. I don't think that there's a Rocky Horror Picture Show screening that doesn't have that these days. Yeah, nobody's so. just gonna go and sit quietly in the theater anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and you know, mean, one of the best things about it is hearing people ad lib and add on to the song lyrics. Like, you know, one of my favorite ones is fuck the back row. I yeah. <laughs> throwing that one out there is just always on time. If you can hit it right. Love it. Um, yeah. do we even need to talk about like what it's about and who's in it and stuff? Cause <laughs> you know, they always, this is one of those movies. I feel like everybody must have seen you. Or at I least really heard judge about people fondly. Them on if they know Tim Curry from this role. It's like, yes, you're a person of class and taste. Yeah. I mean, who else? Who would just be like, yeah, oh, Tim Curry, that guy from Clue? Alone 2? <laughs> <laughs> Legend. <Wild> Thornberries? <laughs> oh, man. You know Yoda from uh, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Home Alone 2. That's the one. Home Alone 2, I like it. 
All right, where's the streaming, Dylan? Where, where can we catch Rocky Horror Picture Show right now? Rocky Horror is on Amazon currently. They had it up for Halloween, and they still have it up. So it'll be great in anticipation of New Year's. Right on. Oh, I like your placement of anticipation. Anticipation. All right, uh, let's move on to the next one. Keith, what's your That's musical me. pick? My musical pick is one that... <clears throat> isn't often thought of when you think of a musical, but this is one of my favorite musical writers of all time, Trey Parker. And he wrote a beautiful musical called South Park, bigger, <laughs> longer and uncut the movie from 1999. It's an hour and 20 minutes and it is a perfect hour and 20 minutes of some hilarity, some great animation and some really incredible songs some fucking bangers in there you know trey so um <laughs> that was really weird um uh, this this movie is is i don't know it's it's a masterpiece it starts out with um an incredible song by stan singing about his little mountain town and it really sets the tone for the whole movie because uh, it's it's about all the the great things and shitty things about South Park. And you know when when their whole goal is to see Terrence and Phillips' new movie Asses of Fire, you know exactly what you're you're getting into <laughs> in this South Park movie. And it's great. Um, you know we we have a few like smaller stories happening within this bigger story that, you know, Trey Parker really likes to do Matt stone and, and Trey Parker love to do that with their, their movies. The, the overarching story in this one though, is that Satan is coming back to earth and you got to figure out a way to stop that. And one of those ways is by saving Terrence and Philip from being um, publicly executed in front of the entire world. Man, this is a great movie. We've all seen this, this like is, a million times, right? Yes. Oh yeah. This is classic South Park. I I feel like there's a there there's been a few eras of South Park in which the the tone of the show kind of shifts, but uh, original, um, that original sort of atmosphere, South Park. This this movie fits into that. Um, I still, every once in a while, find myself humming "What Would Brian Boitano Do?" I, <laughs> that that song yeah, that, is fantastic. It, it really kills me. <laughs> I, I have I haven't seen prior to this. I hadn't seen this movie in in fifteen years, probably, and was still able to sing along to almost every song. Yeah, yeah. and it holds up. Like it's still really good. It's still a really good watch. I wasn't allowed to watch it when I was uh, when I was a child, so I watched the fuck out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, exactly. <laughs> my mom, my mom let me watch the show, but she wouldn't let me watch the movie. That doesn't hey, make any. I know sense. it doesn't make any sense. I'm not saying it made any sense. <laughs> I wasn't I allowed to, to watch sneak, any of it, but I still did. Sneak watch it. Yeah, I just went over to a friend's house and watched it. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I had a friend, I think it was Dragon, actually, who had it on VHS and brought it over. We nice. watched it at like one in the morning <laughs> so I wouldn't get caught. What you had to do, like on super low volume, sitting as close as you can. Yeah, to the basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like we were watching porn or something. 
It was worse than watching porn. Let's be real. <laughs> oh man, I I truly love this movie, and it really is it really is a great musical when you when you look at it like stepping back as a South Park fan and and not really getting into like the South Park ridiculousness. It's a well written musical for being fucking ridiculous. Like yeah. I don't know. Trey Parker is amazing at that. He he does incredible music. He knows he knows. <laughs> but yeah, there's not much else to say about South Park the movie, except you should definitely go watch it. It is worth a rewatch. It is worth a first watch. It is streaming on Paramount Plus. I know that's not one we usually do. But I I had to bring it in here just to talk about South Park because this is a phenomenal musical. Check it out. Right on. Um, you know what? I'm gonna just gonna call it Paramount Plus. Fair game now. Fair game. Yeah. I, I think why not? They're yeah. they're gonna have a lot of good stuff and a lot of um a lot of their own stuff. So I was giving game. it a hard consider just knowing that Angry Beavers was on there. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Well, they're going to have all the, the South Park mini movies and stuff like that as well. For the fact, the I got BET, man. Nice. There's BET on there? I didn't know that. Yep. Of course you didn't. <laughs> Why would you know that? <laughs> I don't know. You're not allowed to watch BET, David. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for you. Not everything has to be for you. I don't. I don't. I don't even know how to respond to this. Just like racism and genocide. <laughs> no, those definitely belong to me. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Dylan, what's your second musical recommendation? All right. After that, I have Doctor Horrible Single Long Blog. Uh, this is a three-act short. M- film that came out during the 2008 writer's strike um, by the Whedons, um, both brothers and Jed's fiance. So um, pretty, pretty stacked crew there. It has Neil Patrick Harris as Dr. Horrible, uh, the main character who video blogs about uh, his twinkles to join the evil league of evil and to wear the woo, the fair penny who is Felicia date. Um, his arch nemesis is Captain Hammer, who's played by Nathan Fillion, which is absolutely amazing to see him play a complete jackass villain. It's so perfect because like, he has so much bravado that it just fits great. Um, I saw this when it came out and absolutely just fell in love with it. I've seen it a few too many times. Now, no, that's not possible. But um, it's great, and I definitely recommend it. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts? I watched I, this when it first came. Sorry, go ahead, David. So, uh, you first go. All right, yeah, I watched this when it first came out too. Like, and it's campy, it's hammed to the max, and it's perfect. That's what it's for. Like, that's that's what they're doing. It's Neil Patrick Harris. Like, hamming it up is his thing. And then Nathan Fillion coming in and doing like what you said, just the the over the top like good guy villain, and I I love it. He's he's perfect. This was this was a lot of fun. This was a nice little 
little sprinkle that was was part of 2008. It was it was a lot of fun when this came out. Everybody was asking everybody, "Oh, did you see Doctor Horrible yet?" Yeah. Where was this released to originally? YouTube, I believe. I think it was, was, was it YouTube? YouTube? Yeah. yeah, it, it, it was, was like yeah. YouTube or their own website because I know it's something. I don't, I can't even remember where I watched it originally. Yeah, it was super independent. That's why it's like a thing. Everybody was was asking like if you'd seen it yet and go go watch it right now because it was available to everybody before streaming was really a thing. You know, I was gonna say this must have been one of the first like commercial productions to go to YouTube. Yeah, you might be right. I don't know. Like, I mean, it was 2008. Like, YouTube had only been around for, what, three years? Three tops? years, yeah. And it was all fucking Charlie bit my finger and stuff. Right. I I loved this, and I still do. I this Nathan Fillion is stellar in it. Um, Neil Patrick Harris plays very angsty this wannabe super villain uh it's endearing and it's fantastic i'm, so you guys, I'm glad that i got the chance to revisit this <laughs> you're not going to be like you're going to be surprised where this actually was originally hosted um the dr horrible website hosted on hulu in 2008 what oh hulu yeah hulu wow interesting well, I am plum surprised. Yeah. Bet. I forgot Hulu was around back then. I didn't I, I didn't even realize it was, honestly. Like, man, was Netflix even streaming at that point? I don't think so. Maybe think maybe part time. Maybe. No, I Dude, don't think were, so. Yeah, because I remember getting my Netflix right about then, specifically because the only place I could find a copy of Gundam Wing Endless Waltz was the DVD subscription to Netflix. <laughs> I had that, that was DVD the only way for a long time. Yeah, that was the only way I could watch Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was sold out like everywhere in Albuquerque, so the only way I could get it was through Netflix. Yep. Man, that's crazy. What a blast from the current. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, the mid so, mid past. Yeah. It's available on Amazon or, you know, I've always just watched it on YouTube. You could find it in three pieces or the whole thing on a few different channels. Very cool. Uh, That history, the whole history of it, like coming out, like the whole thing was conceived of, like you said, during the writer's strike. It's interesting to me that, that they did that. Like the whole point of it was to find a way to produce some kind of revenue for some of these writers who are out of work because of the strike. And uh, I, I like, it. I like that. That's really, really cool. Cause nobody really thinks about that strike anymore, but it was a big fucking deal back then. It was a really big deal for sure. Um, it, I mean, that kind of led to the proliferation of even more reality TV and it still plagues us. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently on the DVD and Blu-ray versions, there is a second track of uh, songs for the whole movie where it doesn't follow the movie and it's all just social commentary about the writer's strike and like that period of time. Interesting. Yeah, that is something I didn't know, but now I have to watch it again. Um, I also forget the best character in the entire movie. Moist. 
Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the best part was this like motley crew of of super villains. Yeah. That were just so fucking ridiculous and, and bumbling and stupid and ah man. I'm gonna have Fun. to rewatch that again. Yeah. Right on. Check it out. It's Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog currently on those places. Amazon and YouTube. Uh, who's next? David. What's what? your musical pick? Um, My musical pick is 2007's Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. Evil Judge Turpin lusts for the beautiful wife of a London barber. And transports him to an Aus- to Australia for a crime he did not commit. Returning after 15 years and calling himself Sweeney Todd, the now madman re- vows revenge, applying his razor to unlucky customers and shuttling their bodies down to Mrs. Lovett, who uses them in her meat pie shop. Though many fall to his blade, he will not be satisfied until he slits Turpin's throat. Um, this is, uh, directed by Tim Burton. So it's got the usual cast. We've got, uh, Johnny Depp as Sweeney Todd, Helena Bonham Carter as Mrs. Lovett. We've got, a uh, still that's alive. What? That's it. That's the, that's the whole cast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to give another shout to, to Alan Rickman. Oh yeah. Um, because rest in peace, Mr. Rickman. But, uh, yeah. There's that's pretty much the whole cast. There's I mean, if much. we're talking cast, we can't overlook that Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen. He is in it for yeah. It it's good. Yeah, until he gets that um gets gets his throat slit. Yeah, but this this is a a great musical. It's uh, nice and dark. Lots of murders. Uh, the most color in it is the very red blood that they. Uh, make sure and emphasize all over the place. I do um, love the color palette so much. Yeah, it's great. It's so it fucking so dreary. Well. It's, yeah. it's very Victorian London. It's very Tim Burton. Yeah. The sets yeah. in general, not just the color palette, but the set was was quite beautiful throughout this entire movie. Like, yeah. they they did a really great job of shooting this. Good music so. too. Like this this is a a fun musical for being as dark it is as it is like it's it's got a certain lightheartedness to it for how fucked up this really is yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and i really like it has anyone like, seen did anyone ever get a chance to see a production of it like a theatrical like a theater production i haven't i would love to i think that would be a fucking blast me too i hope they put it on tour and it comes through because that would be amazing cool. that's one yeah. that i've never been able to see and would really love to because steven sondheim really killed it with yes. this agreed anyway Dylan, what do you think about sweeney todd um i mean i think you guys really hit it on quite a few of those things um you know it's super dark but colorful and inviting and it's written in such a way that you really are rooting for johnny depp's character to just kill everybody and feed them to all these horrible people. Like it's kind of morbid that you're like, yes, keep going, do it more the whole time through. And I love it. Agree. Agree. Speaking of uh, Stephen Sondheim, we've got to say RIP as well. Just a few days ago. 
Yeah, really recent, right? What was yeah. it? Uh, literally like five days ago. It was on the 26th that, that he passed away. That's nuts. Yeah, RIP. Yeah. That it was quite a prolific, a prolific body of work. Yeah, big time. Lots and lots of work came out. That guy just produced so much stuff. Oh man, check it out. It's Sweeney Todd. It's currently on Hulu. Uh, last up, Dylan, bring us home. What's what's your final musical um, pick? So the last one is not necessarily strictly a musical, but I couldn't think of something more fitting for recent times, which is Bo Burnham's Inside on Netflix. Um, it came out in May of this year. Uh, you know, going over COVID and life at home and trying to adapt to it. And it was recommended to me by a friend who's absolutely in love with Bo Burnham, like has paintings of this dude that she's made. I was like, all right, all right, you know, let me watch it. But she's like, you know, it's great, but you have to be like prepared for some heavy shit. You know, you got to be in the right mind. I was like, the fuck do you mean? It's Bo Burnham. Motherfucker's funny. All right, let's watch it. And it's very much going through that idealism of early, you know, COVID and 2020, where it's like, cool, you know, we can get through this. Everything's wonderful. We'll figure it out. And things just didn't quite get better. And it's following that, like, descent into just having to deal with this horrible, you know, just period of life. Um, um, This... Uh, Wait, you mean we're, we're not banging pans at 5 p.m. for nurses anymore? No, nurses <laughs> turns out do not appreciate that because they're trying yeah. to sleep and not die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it says it features a variety of songs and sketches about his day to day life indoors. He depicts his deteriorating mental health and explores themes of performativity. And his relationship to his audience, other segments about internet activities, including calling his mom on FaceTime and like having those type of conversations. You're taking all these pictures and you're doing all these project, you know, projects trying to show that like, hey, I'm creative, I'm doing these things, you know, let's just keep ourselves busy. And eventually that just doesn't work. Uh, yeah, this was this was a heavy watch, man. I was just gonna I, say my I'm, first thought was Bo. Like I think I even posted in the things like, "Holy shit, Bo Burnham is not okay." Yeah, has anybody checked on him? I'm really appreciating uh, Bo Burnham's maturation into this into this very complex comedian that he's become. Yeah. But holy shit, somebody needs to keep an eye on him because he's gonna fucking this. He's he's too heavy sometimes. Yeah. It's, well, it's too much. You know, and it's it is kind of fucked up to say, but I'm, I'll go ahead and say it. Say it. Bo Burnham is is not okay, and simultaneously the best he's ever been. This is the yeah. best thing I've ever. And I I think Bo Burnham's great. I think his comedy is really great, and this is the best thing he's ever put out. It was phenomenal. It really I I I laughed my fucking ass off. I was like damn near crying at times. This was this was a a really great piece. I, I think it was simultaneously perfectly timed and ahead of its time. Some of the stuff, some of the shots that he was getting alone, some of the things he was doing by himself were fucking phenomenal and really 
really just amazing like how he did some of this stuff as well as some of the comedy that he was doing you know i can see some of these jokes being rehashed a few years from now when we're looking back on the 2020 times you know you're gonna see some of these similar things coming out that he's already done like that year you know yeah i think it was perfectly timed and ahead of its time i think it was just genius i i loved it i loved every second of it I mean, still, every time Jeff Bezos does a thing, I hear a slew of TikToks <laughs> with that Jeff Bezos song in it. It does add some bangers big time. Man, How the World Works was perfect. With Socko. With Socko the Puppet. That was <laughs> holy Socko shit. the Puppet. It was so dark. Oh, man. this was That was really, one of the best really pieces good. of content I've seen produced in two yeah. years, probably. Yeah, like, this was some he, of the best one, comedy I've watched in a very long time. You know, he's really the first person to come out and have true comedy and commentary on 2020 that didn't feel forced. You know, there's the Kevin Hart stand-up special that he did in his house, and I only made it about halfway through before I was like, "This is just not good. This feels horrible. I don't. These jokes aren't funny. Like, this isn't enjoyable." And, you know, he was trying to cope and deal with it his own way at that time, but it wasn't, he, he didn't have any humor in it. No. Yeah. You know, managed to keep that even when he was completely breaking down. He and, put his entire self into it. Like you can tell, and he needed to, to keep his sanity. Like it was an incredible piece. Like I, I was floored by the end of it. Uh, he has won seven awards for it so far. Um, he still has uh, three pending, apparently. And then he has an additional six nominations. So 13, 17, almost 20 awards that he's either been nominated or won just for this you know, art piece. And three of them are primetime Emmy awards. They're not even like just small niche awards. He... No really got a lot of well-deserved credit for this yeah i was gonna say it is it is absolutely deserved this is this is a really amazing work and and for like i I don't know i gotta reiterate for a lot of things yeah he's a great comedian yeah he's he's got good music and and stuff like that but his creativity and shots and how he was doing some of these shots that scene where he's got the light from his camera and he's like panning it around himself Right. I mean, it, he was just doing some really amazing artsy stuff and still being Bo Burnham at the same time. It was it was awesome. Yeah. Like, you could see that the Bo Burnham that, you know, I wouldn't say we grew up with, but we saw him grow up and mature. Yeah. Really wasn't necessarily an act. That was him putting himself out there without us really understanding or knowing that, you know, that wasn't some act. It wasn't a persona. That's just really who he is underneath all of this stuff. Yeah. That, that like, I think that maturation aspect that you said is, is important to keep in, to keep in mind. I mean, I didn't realize it had been, was it actually been five years since he stopped performing? I didn't realize that either. I don't know. I, I I would have to assume that's true, but I I didn't look into it. Yeah, um, that's incredibly telling. It was just such a hard on the sleeve moment 
this 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 piece of art. I think that's a, the best way to describe it because it's not just a comedy special. It's not just a I don't know. It's not just one thing, and it it, it was very impactful. I, I don't know if I'd be able to watch it again in its entirely in, in its entirety because it was it was a, a bit of a rough watch, frankly. Yeah, it was great. Uh, worth it. Worth, yeah, worth absolutely. The watch. Definitely. Oh, okay. So apparently in 2018, after he stopped doing this, uh, you know, his comedy, he wrote and directed a film um, called Eighth Grade. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, was it Elsie Fisher? Yes. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I've heard great things about it. I've heard really amazing things about it, and I never watched it either. So, yeah, it's apparently supposed to be kind of a meta commentary on his anxiety and panic attacks during his, you know, period of 2014 until he stopped performing. So um, it might actually really be something I uh, pop into my list soon. Did you ever did you ever see Promising Young Woman, Dylan? I did not. You should check it out. He's in that. Um, I think it was Jonathan's pick a few weeks ago. Uh, it's on HBO Max. It's phenomenal. Definitely worth a watch. Right on. Anything else we want to say on musicals this week? Uh, we're going to have to have Lauren back because she's she's going to rake me over the coals for these, these musical <laughs> picks. <laughs> They're all fantastic, though. They are. I, I agree. She just wants more South Pacific. Except for the one that was like the, I don't know. It was like a high school drama class wrote it and then a porn director. Filmed it. <laughs> what? What? You're talking That's about a, Repo. Uh, oh. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, it was Darren Boozman. Like he, he did saw, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, you're not that far off. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Um, thanks for, for being here, Dylan. Much appreciated. Always lovely to have you on the show. Um, don't forget everyone to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, join our discord. Tell us about your favorite musicals. Check out our website, three guys, one up.com. You can find a full list of everything we've picked in past episodes. If you're looking for something else, there's also a link on our page to our Patreon. Click that link. Become a patron. Give us $5 a month, and hopefully we'll continue uh, making these shows. With that, we'll sign off, and we will see you all next week. 